You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome to America's Web Radio, and we've got another great show on David's pick and uh, the business hour today because this is business, and we have one of our uh, returning guests, Lieutenant Colonel Retired Ed Postel. And uh, good morning, Ed. Good morning. And you've got a young lady with you that uh, I'm going to turn the show over to you and you can explain. we got a, a tech sergeant here from the Air Force and I'm even though I was Army I've got a son that uh, uh, just well he's a major in the Air Force and uh, he played a bit of a role in our last little crisis of a couple of weeks ago and uh, because of the base that he's stationed at and uh, the ones that scrambled the F-22s. So, anyway, uh, we, uh, we're we glad to have him with us. And as people know, that any of the, because I'm a veteran, and any of the shows that we start out with that are military-oriented, be they uh, about veterans or active duty or whatever, we always have the first minute as a silent to uh, salute them and... Uh, Pray for their safety. So we'll be back in uh, just a minute, and then we go into something else that we've already discussed and uh, make sure that your hearts are beating. We'll be back in just a minute. Thank you and amen. And make sure that you're up and going and uh, ready to go. Ready? You're tough enough to listen to today's show. Oh man! Oh man! He can hang. He can hang. Young man! Young man! He can hang. He can hang. Feels good. Feels good. So good. So good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Pick him up. Pick him up. Put him down. Put him down. First the left. First the left. Then the right. Okay, we've checked on your heart. They're beating, and uh, we're ready to start our show. And it's time very, now for the oh, Doctor's oh, Lounge Show goodness. with Doctor Scott how, Barber. How did that sneak in there? We've got to stop that. That was uh, that was my bad. I forgot to change the cue. But anyway. We make it through these shows right and left. So, uh, very interesting show and a very important show today uh, because of the situation with our recruiting across the country and that I know I speak for basically all veterans when I say that we all know how important the military is and it doesn't matter which branch we salute them all. And the one thing that I think the United States has that no other country in the world has, 
the unity between branches. We may be competitive at a football game, or we may be competitive here or there, but when any of our branches are called on, as happened recently, they come through. And I salute you and the Air Force because you all came through. And I, and I, I never had a doubt that any branch that was called on, even the Army with their BB guns, we would have tried shooting it down. But anyway, with that being said, good morning, Ed. Good morning. And good morning, Tech Sergeant. Good morning, and, uh, sir. Thank you. Oh, don't call me, sir. You're just not. I'm just, <laughs> I was just an E5, so, you know. Um, and just old. So, you can just yeah. hate you. Anyway, uh, we're glad to have both of you here. And because you both fill such an important job. And, uh, Ed, I'm just going to sort of turn it over to you and, sure. and let you go with uh, the tech sergeant and um, talk about what you do. And we're glad. Thank you for coming back. We always enjoy having you. And, uh, you know, I get uh, every time I think about what you, you do and, and the great work that you're doing and how important it is. Well, yeah, I'm Ahmed Postel. I'm the chairman of Our Community Sleuths, Georgia. Uh, here with me today is Tech Sergeant Takesha McDuffie. Uh, she basically won my heart two years ago when we had an OCS uh, ceremony down in Milledgeville. This is in the middle of COVID. Uh, she called me about two weeks out and said she had some enlistees that weren't being able to be recognized because of COVID. The schools were shut down, others, and asked if she could bring her enlisted to our ceremony. Uh, she ended up driving two hours each way to bring four Air Force recruits down to our ceremony. And I, you, Thank you. <laughs> and I share with her, one of these young men, men is burned in my mind is why we do what we do. He was standing there. He was so proud because he was going to be going to the Air Force to be trained to work on airplanes. So that's what uh, my first inter- you know, meeting with her. Uh, we just had a recent event in Atlanta, and she brought some of her enlistees uh, and just the way she cares for them and their families uh, just blows me away. You know, she's the epitome of what a recruiter should be. Uh, a ma- major portion of this conversation she is going to carry telling you about, you know, the, the enlisting, why people should enlist, the values of enlisting, and then how our community salutes help support their mission. I thought recruiters only knew uh, two words, sign here. <laughs> But, no, I, I, I salute you all. I salute you all because the fact that uh, you have a tough job, and but you know you're the you're the wheels on the on the engine. You know, uh, without the recruiters bringing people in, there would be no place for many others of us. And um, you and I, and I, I'll go. I I hate to steal a little bit of your thunder, but I'll go so far as the recruiters across every branch. They they do a good job, and uh, so turn it over to you. (laughs) Well, good morning, and I like to say, Mr. Pristel, thank you for your Mm -hmm. kind words. Over the years, we definitely have developed a really, really great relationship, and I would not change that. I think that that's why. Um, Community Salutes Georgia has been such a success is because Mr. Pristel actually leads from his heart. 
So it drew me in as a prior social worker to work with someone like that, to work with somebody who truly, truly care for the community and the recruits um, that are brought to the ceremony each year. As he stated, I, I was introduced to the program during COVID. That was also one of the hardest times in this country and also amongst the hardest within recruiting. Um, and at that time, high school graduations had stopped. Life had stopped. Um, and commu- uh, our Community Salutes was the only program that at that time was actively running where that recruits could actually be recognized in front of their families. So as he stated, I did drive two and a half hours one way to take my recruits there so that their family could not only see them be recognized to join the United States military, but it also acted as their graduation ceremony too, um, as well. So, so they, they were basically all 18? Or yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So um, their senior high school graduations had been canceled due to COVID. Um, so that worked as their high school graduations. Um, their families... Their loved ones did not get to see them uh, take that walk that many of us get to do when we graduate high school. So OCS provided that platform, and that's something that each of my young men who walked across the stage that day have yet to um, forget. They still reach out to me. They still remember. In fact, one of the one of the recruits at that time, brother, was only a sophomore. He's now a senior. It was one of the things that inspired him to look into joining a branch of service because he saw the just how proud uh, my young man father was. He saw um, the the ceremony take place within itself, the coin the coining por- portion of it, the videos that played. He saw all of those things. Um, amongst the people that he loved most and that made him feel very very proud he saw how each individual was recognized and that adds a sense of pride and purpose during the OCS ceremonies as a recruiter one of the things that we do do is enlist individuals however we do enlist on the Air Force side for quality over quantity and I do think that that makes a difference in the longevity of retention and how airmen carry themselves with pride as they carry out their journey and it encouraged other individuals to join too. So when we have programs like OCS, we're taking that pride and we're broadcasting it live amongst individuals that they love most as they get to say, I did this. I'm doing something that less than 1% of the country is able to do. That is something that many of them don't necessarily get recognized for in school because not all of them are part of junior RTC programs. Um, so when they come to OCS, um, they get to stand amongst individuals of all faces, all races, all cultures, and be that 1% representation. Some of them are the only military representatives in their family's generational line. So when their family get to look at them and say, not only are they a high school graduate, but they are serving their country. That's amongst the most honorable thing anybody can do is serve your country. It's a selfless act. You raise your right hand to protect and defend. That is an act that no one can ever take from you, whether you choose to do a four-year enlistment or a six-year enlistment. The United States Air Force gives you that option. We are also actively recruiting for electrical engineering career fields and mechanical engineering career fields. That means those are the most elite programs that are out there as you are walking away with an associate's degree in the most profound engineering programs that are out there. Prime example, Lockheed Martin builds our aircraft that we fly. With one enlistment, you are fully certified to operate these aircraft that protect, defend our country. Do you, uh, do you follow your 
folks that you've recruited, and do most of them make a career of, of the Air Force, or do you follow them that way? Um, yes, sir. So I've been very fortunate to um, have a strong sense of family with my recruits, and I don't use that word lightly. Um, they have t- taken to Google reviews to write me most amazing reviews I could ever ask for. But they have kept in contact, many of them, to let me know how they're thriving within their careers, their personal lives, and whether they choose to stay or get out, they have a true uh, understanding of who they are as individuals. So for myself right now, my group of enlistees are pretty much solid within their careers. Um, they're doing amazing things. I, when I recruit, I don't just recruit for just that for just that time period. I set them up for how they can use what they're doing long term. So right now they're going to school. As if, if many of you do not know, your education's benefits are completely taken care of when you join any branch of service. Um, so therefore their education is being taken care of, their medical is being taken care of. So right now what they're doing is completely focusing on themselves. So they are solid within their career field. You know, if I, if you don't mind me bringing up another point, and Ed and I sort of talked about it a little bit, but, um, you know, there's always in the back of mama's head, in the back of the recruit's head, that, oh my God, here I am 18 and I'm taking off for two years or I'm taking off for a year for basic or whatever it happens to be and I'll miss my family. No, you won't miss your family because you're getting a whole new family. And uh, I think this is this is why we win. You know, it's it's not it's not just that we're the meanest or the biggest or the fastest or we do have all of that. We do have the best equipment. We have the best air force in the world. But the first thing that you get when you go in, in my opinion, and please correct me if it's changed since I was in, but. The first thing you get is a new family. And that family may be your squad. It may be your platoon. I, I don't know anything about the Air Force, so if I'm talking out of turn, I don't know how you all operate. I know how the Army operates. But all of a sudden, you've got a whole new family called a, a basically it's a platoon and then your company. And um, I think this is one of the, I marvel. I, I told Ed this when he was here before. I'll have flashbacks now, and uh, not the bad kind, just the kind that, damn, now I understand why we did that in basic. <laughs> you know, I may have been at the time, you're thinking, why are we doing something stupid like this or crazy like this? But all of a sudden, here it is 50 years later, and I'll say, well, son of a gun, now I understand what the purpose was. And the military, I can't address the Air Force like I can the Army, but they have done such a incredible job over the 240 years of putting together the best program in the world and I'm sure that's true in the Air Force. Very much so true. In fact that introduction um, individuals who uh, attend the OCS ceremony gets that sense of family early on. So when they attend, Mr. Purcell has done a really really good job um, making sure that the families are not only welcome but intertwined within the whole uh, ceremony within itself. So there's videos that play during the ceremony where mothers 
of prior service members or active service members talk about their journey as their children are serving. And they talk about this with pride. So let's say a parent is sitting in the audience and they're nervous and they don't know what this looks like for their children or their child. During the ceremony, there's videos that actively play a parent's mother speaking about their uh, their child and how their journey has been such a success and the tools that they use to help them um, have a smooth separation because that separation doesn't mean goodbye or see you later. It's a proud parent moment to say, I raised my son or daughter to be the best individual that they can possibly be. Now I am doing a warm handover to entice and enhance those skills. So it's, it becomes a proud moment for parents who are nervous to see other parents speak about the transition and how that sense of pride and their parenting skills make them feel um, that's something that I really, really love to see mother smile and father smile because it's not just one well, specific parent. It's a mixture and extended family, too, as well. Um, but they just smile so big whenever they see real life individuals speak on the journey. And I and, and I took pride in OCS for doing that because I do think that we live in a society where realism is a real thing, meaning like we. Um, we, that reality now is what bring individuals in. People want to see real life events. That's, we have all these social media platforms to show real life people experience real life events. OCS does that. It brings real life videos or real life people who've experienced, um, the military process, uh, whether from a parent level or an enlistee level, uh, bringing it to the platform. I'm- I got to figure that you put a smile on your folks' face. <laughs> I'm sure they're very proud of you. They are very, they are very, very proud of uh, me. Um, sometimes I get individuals that come in and they say, sorry, McDuffie, I can't run. I don't know how to do push-ups. I don't know how to do sit-ups, right? And anybody, everybody in this room, we've all been through basic military training. And I, I give them the story. When I, I was 25 when I was enlisted. I had no degree. I now have three. Um, and I tell them these things because I say I don't have a poster in my office of, of, of a fictionary character, but I can give you myself. I can tell you that when I went to BMT, I was horrible at running. I could barely do push-ups. I can barely do sit-ups. But I woke up every day and tried. And that's what BMT is all about. It is pushing you to your next level. And when you accept that challenge, you're going to walk away a better person than you left home. And so early on, just instilling that sense of pride gives it takes away that nervousness. And it's like, I'm ready. You know, I'm ready. So I make Duffy because I, I just come to them and I speak to them from an authentic point of view, not like, oh, look at this poster. Um, I really tell them I, I really have tried. Tr- I've tried my whole career. I never gave give up. I just keep going. I keep trying. And I see things in myself that I would have never saw. The military has given me that this uniform gives me that. Um, so just when they get that in their mind, they, they literally walk away conquering. And it makes me feel really, really good as a recruiter. Ed, have you got anything over there? Oh, I got lots of things. <laughs> First, I want to share why OCS, why OCS Georgia. Uh, years ago, I went to a one of Ken Hartman's ceremonies up in New Jersey. And seeing the pride on these young men and women's faces and their families, uh, I actually walked out in tears. Uh, when I came down to Georgia, I called Ken Hartman and I said, Ken, I'm, I'm in Georgia. What can I do? And he said, you're in charge. And so that started creating our community sleeves, Georgia, three years ago. 
uh, and I was blessed, and Christ gave me some amazing people to help me. You know, one Jim Everly, my classmate, uh, 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 Mr. Wise, and then also you, David. You know, all this makes it happen. And then when I had the ceremonies, I meet people like Tech, Tech Sergeant McDuffie. All this makes it happen. And we all have one thing in common. We have a passion for these young men and women who are willing to serve and their families and the recruiters who serve them and the other influencers. So that is the passion that drives us. A uh, couple comments on some of the statements Tech Sergeant McDuffie made. Um, she talked about the, the education uh, that she received. And I stress that uh, education is a, a prime driver in the military. And each one of these GI bills is worth $120,000. And so that's what their son or daughter is earning. Uh, she talked about the family. Uh, the whole thing is a family. I've seen many families walk into the ceremonies feeling uncomfortable, uncertain, because realizing right now very few of the families have had their, have had their, uh, have been involved in the military. And so they get, they see what the military family's all about, and from walking in uncomfortable to walking out, they were much more comfortable. You know, Tech Sergeant, you brought up a point, and, and quite frankly, I'm, I'm well aware of it, and I must say it ticks me off every time I hear the statistic that less than 1% ever serve. That's ridiculous. I mean, we, we've got the most wonderful country in the world. And, you know, and I, I guess over the years, uh, you say, join the military, and first thing is, well, I'm going to be shot at. You know, there are so many opportunities in the branches that, you know, and, and the Air Force probably has the one of the most expansive uh, situations of things that I want to do, like you, like you were talking about the, the young man that wanted to work on planes. Well, you know, what what kids don't understand, they go in, they work on planes, and then when they walk, step out of that position, they are so far ahead of the next person at a big airline or a big, you know, manufacturing company or whatever, because they've been trained and trained by the best. To work on airplanes, and uh, they can walk right into a fantastic job in a heartbeat. And um, they're so. How about recruiting me? You, <laughs> you know what? You would be a, a great candidate for me because you you serve from here. You have a passion for here, so I will want to recruit you any day. <laughs> but I, I mean, what do you tell them that uh, the job opportunities the are just whether it's the army working on tanks or communications or you know all of the branches. Uh, you know, you want to do underwater basket weaving, join the navy, and uh, you know the, the opportunities are just incredible. Yes, sir. So um, I honestly tell them just that. The opportunities are incredible. I can't take away um, a lot of the personas that are out there, but I can definitely present present opportunity. It is up to each individual to seek that opportunity. Individuals don't like to be sold on anything, but they like to buy into opportunity. So I present that opportunity, that self-satisfaction, that education, the sense of pride, the family, 
And when you put that on a, a on a platter for individuals, it is up to them to take that opportunity. And even though only less than one percent serve, I would like to say we are uh, bringing in the best of that one percent because at least we know of that one percent they took advantage of that 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 opportunity. You know, I would venture to say, Ed, you were talking about uh, Eberly being a, your classmate, and uh, you know, there's one thing about the military is that once you're in that family, you never leave that family. And my son, uh, that's a major in the Air Force, he uh, graduated from Texas A&M and was in the Corps and uh, went through ROTC and all that. And, um, you know, they're as tight as ever. He has buddies that are in the Air Force. Uh, he has buddies that were in the Guard and flying in the in uh, Texas Guard. And... Uh, once you have this new family, you keep in touch with them. I would venture to say, Tech Sergeant, that you have people that you went through basic with or went through whatever with that you still keep in contact. Yes, very much so. One of my one of my my best friends is actually my wingman uh, wing person from BMT. Um, she helped me make my bed. I helped her roll her socks. We helped each other. She's one of my best friends. Even when she was stationed in Guam, she would still come and celebrate some holidays for me, with me. So that, it, made, it made me smile when you said that because, again, you are in this um, training environment with people from around the world. And there's no TV. You get to know people for who they are. When I say there's no TV, meaning a lot of your time is to study, educate yourself, physical fitness, and you get to know people for who they are not a represent, representation of themselves. So BMT definitely aligns you to really understand what a friend is, who you are as a person, and when all that comes together, you walk away with some of the best friends in your life. Yeah, one thing I appreciate about this radio show is the audience that's listening. This is the parents, grandparents of these young men and women and influencers. And so one thing I'd ask you all to do you know, as, as we all work to, with a passion to serve these young men and women in our country is encourage the, the young, your sons, daughters, mm-hmm. uh, grandsons, granddaughters, to consider the military as a life path. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as I share with a lot of people I talk to, this life path you're, jo- you're joining, whether it's four years or 30 years, when you get out in the civilian world, you're still executing that mission for this, the, the country. When you walk in a room, somebody knows you're different. You're going to take charge. You're going to get things done. People are going to rely on you. That's one of the things you gain out of the military. So I ask each of you to think of how you can influence the young, how you can influence the people that are working with them, teachers, counselors, or religious leaders, to encourage them to consider his life path. And for those that do, uh, encourage them to uh, rec- uh, register for one of our ceremonies. Mm-hmm. And when you say sermons, explain that because it's. I'll let you explain it. That's the best. The ceremonies. The ceremony, right? Yeah, the ceremony. We uh, so far uh, over the three years we've recognized uh, almost 500 enlistees uh, for a total of enlistees and families of uh, almost a thousand. Uh, what we do is we bring them together, and it's basically, I want to say a party, it's a celebration. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. You know, we had a gathering a half hour or so before. We're there with the recruiters, the family, other people enlisting. Uh, they're sitting there eating Chick-fil-A, which, uh, unfortunately, I wasn't smart enough to order correctly. I ordered by head count, not by the number of young people I had. Uh, so they just basically consumed all the chicken. But they're partying. They're talking. Uh, we had display set up. We take their, photo- their their pictures. One American flag, one display or backdrop of our community salutes. And they just had – we had General Carden there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was actually back-to-back with these people, kind of joking around, taking pictures. And then after the ceremony, Jim Eberly and the photographers took photographs of each of those individuals and sent them to them, which oh, is amazing. Fantastic. Uh, then we have a recognition ceremony. We had the ceremony. Uh, we had General Carden speak. Uh, we have an invocation. Uh, then we show some videos. And uh, one of the videos that Tech Sergeant McDuffie was for, referring to was a blue, blue star mother. Mothers who have children serving, uh, serving. Uh, there was mothers with tears mm-hmm. because she's expressing what they're feeling, and it's okay to feel that way, uh, but it's positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we call each one of the individuals up with their families and their recruiters to uh, give them a certificate of honor, a challenge coin, uh, and a const- pocket constitution. You're emphasizing this constitution is what we serve. You know, you can discount some of the chatter you see going on. We serve the country, we serve the Constitution, and you serve that person left and right of you. It makes a lot of things make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the ceremony. It is, it's, it's a celebration, and it's a party. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with Tech Sergeant McDuffie and um, Ed Postel right after this. Start taking back our country from the liberal wokes by voting locally for conservative Republicans. This is America's Web Radio. Would you like to have a show, talk about your business, or express your opinion on America's Web Radio? Just email gm at americaswebradio.com and we'll get back to you. Thank you. I am back. Let's talk Venezuelan with Josie Cruz and friends every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. only on America's Web Radio. That's www.americaswebradio.com. And we're back on. And ladies and gentlemen, surely there's from? at least one gentleman out there besides myself. Okay, well, we took care of that. Uh, sorry about that, folks. We had somebody jump in on me there. Anyway, we're back, and we're talking about recruiting. And, the, you know, I, I would say really recruiting is almost the foundation of the military. And that goes back to, um, gee, hiding behind trees. <laughs> Pardon? George Washington. George Washington, absolutely. And... Um, he was probably one of the best recruiters, but uh, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't have been interested in Valley Forge particularly, but uh, it was cold. But anyway, no, he was he was a great recruiter. 
And uh, I, I'm sure Tech Sergeant is, McDuffie's a great recruiter as well. And uh, just, if nothing else, just with a smile, you know, she's gonna she's gonna get you in. So back to what you all do, and uh, you know, your program is basically teenagers, high school graduates, right? Correct. It's high school graduates. But it's also their families. Mm-hmm. It's also recognizing uh, the uh, the counselors, recognizing the group recruiters. You know, one thing that I took great pride in, Tech Sergeant McDuffie was one of the few recruiters that recognized those high school counselors who have supported her strongly. You know, we have a General Colin Powell uh, Service Award for those recruiters, and we basically honor them. You know, we get them up on the stage and thank them for supporting the recruiters and their young people uh, for military service. Mm-hmm. And so I think that goes a long way for one, recognizing. It also goes a long way for having other counselors seeing that they're being recognized and hopefully pulling more up on, you know, up, up, up to speed. Uh, one, th- one thing that uh, Tech Sergeant McDuffie mentioned was the things we're doing to, you know, encourage young men and women to get into the military. Uh, one thing the Army is doing, and I believe the other services, uh, there are some of these young men and women who don't make the academic requirements or the physical requirements up front, the ASFAB or the physical requirements. Uh, the Army and I believe the other services are bringing them in anyway. Not anyway. They're bringing them in early to boot camp, and they put them through a special training system or pro- program to uh, bring them up to speed academically or physically so they meet the standards. So we're not. it's not yes or no. It's if you're interested, we will try to see any way we can to help make you serve. The Air Force doesn't uh, quite have that standard. We still oblige by a, a ASAP standard, a score in physical fitness and health requirements. However, we do as recruiters align them to our best possibility so that they can ship successfully. And as make sure they have the ASFAB material that's required. We speak with the high school counselors and do high school engagements regularly so that we can position and posture our young individuals um, to enlist um, to the best of their capability. One thing I'd add, and this is you as influencers, you know, children or grandchildren in school, is push with the schools and have them push ASVAB training. You know, these young men and women have SAT, ACT prep. A lot don't have the ASVAB training. And you do well in the ASVAB test, it opens opportunities. You know, Space Command and all these other areas that you can do based on how you perform the ASVAB. Yes. Yes. The high school counselors are a huge, huge asset um, to the enlistment process. How do people get a hold of you all? Ed, first you, and then uh, Tech Sergeant. Um, mm-hmm. and okay, okay. I, I have a website. We have a website for Our Community Solutions Georgia, uh, and I'll send that in so they can pull it off of your website. Uh, and so they can, that's how they get a hold of us, through our website. Uh, through the counselors have information. And I have a fairly aggressive uh, LinkedIn, you know, to the count to the influencers, influence yeah, the LinkedIn accounts, so they can go on LinkedIn, look us up, or, and and request to join. And so you're getting the the information I'm starting to send out now, you know, on the events, the locations, the times. So uh, either contact me by phone or email, and I'll pull it up in a second, or go on LinkedIn and uh, look for our community salutes Georgia. Mm-hmm. 
as far as myself, um, I have a, uh, a government cell phone that is uh, reachable, and that is 470-808-1754. For all my individuals who are looking to enlist or their uh, influencers, you can always reach out and give me a call or a text. I also have a government email. It's takesha.mcduffie.one at us.af.mil. I can be reached by either one of those. Um, so if you ever have any questions or concerns, I do not mind in, uh, answering any um, any questions or concerns that are out there. Where, where's your recruiting office? Mm-hmm. My our, our office is on 999 Whitlock Avenue, and that's in Marietta. Um, and again, that's 999 Whitlock Avenue in Marietta. And the easiest way to contact me is my phone number, my cell phone number, which is 610-420-6765. My email address is a little more complicated. It's basically our community salutes, Georgia. It's O-C-S-A-L-U-T-E-S, Georgia, at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, the other thing, too, is anybody can uh, contact us. If you have a question for Tech Sergeant or for Ed Postel, all you have to do is send an email to gm at America's Web Radio, and we'll be glad to make sure that it's forwarded to them and that they get a copy of it. And, um, you know, one, I want to thank you all for coming today. It's uh, This is so important, and uh, we, as most people know that listen to the station or go to our website, we are definitely pro-America and pro-military and uh, pro-veterans. We, uh, I think we, we have, because of the military and the way that it is structured and the, the, uh, what you're taught when you're in the military, we have one of, if not the best group of veterans in the world Mm -hmm. and uh, we recognize our veterans and and their families and like I've said before when a individual is on active duty and deployed the whole family is deployed and that works in reverse when they're they come home then the whole family is together and the whole family is expected to work with that veteran and help him him or she or he uh get back into society as an active role and uh, it's not as easy a job as people think because uh and and a lot of that's true with uh those that have decided to go to the, the reserve route and uh they they can be called up at any time as we've seen over the year over the past few years and uh, leaving the spouse to take care of the kids, leaving a lot behind that uh, their deployment has them doing one thing or he or she doing one thing and then the rest of the family, they're deployed as well, but they're left behind to take up the slack. And uh, our military, you know, I just can't ever say enough about it. It's, it's uh, just... Everybody, everybody that serves or has been in, uh, they're just fantastic folks. And the love they have for their country is, is beyond the pale. And this is, this is one reason I never worry about our immediate adversaries. 
in that they don't have this kind of loyalty, they don't have this kind of love for the country that our military has, and they never will. And uh, that's why we can defeat any and everybody, in my opinion. So, back to what you all are doing. What have you got coming up, Ed? Uh, We have four ceremonies coming up in May. This is to recognize the high school seniors who are enlisting, graduating, and enjoying the service. Uh, We have one ceremony at the Yarab Shrine Center in Atlanta, and the Shriners have been amazing supporters Mm -hmm. of our our community salutes, uh, particularly since we're both focused to the young people and the military. Uh, That'll be on uh, Saturday, May the 27th. Uh, we have another ceremony at Georgia Military College in Milledgeville, which is where we had our first ceremony and started out. That'll be on Saturday, May the 20th. Uh, we have another ceremony, a first ceremony, in Columbus, Georgia at the National Infantry Museum on May the 6th. And we have one ceremony down in Valdosta at the Wiregrass Technical College, uh, which is also a great military supporter. Uh, so that's what we have coming up. So I'm excited about that. Uh, I'm excited about seeing those young men and women and their families. It's mm-hmm. just, it's a celebration. And before May, which is still a few months away, we're going to get a couple of those kids in, right? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I'd love to interview them or love to have sure. them come in and just talk and why they decided to do it. And, um, you know, it's one thing for us old folks and not you. <laughs> Good, good recovery. Yeah. Uh, not you, uh, tech sergeant, but uh, no, it's just, it's like everything else. It's lack of education, and uh, it's so easy to be educated, yet so many people walk away from it or don't want to, you know, you say military, and like, like I said earlier, everybody thinks that you're going to be on the front line shot at. Well, no, you're at the front line learning something that could be your career for the rest of your life. And uh, it's just, you play such an important role, Tech Sergeant, and Ed, you, you've done a fabulous job. And I would, I would venture to say, oh, listen, we can, I can, <laughs> I can do better than that. Anyway, um, you know, it's uh, you do a fabulous job, Ed, and, and uh, this is this is what our country is really built on. Well, I always say we because it's always we, and it's always for the young person. And I could give you you don't have time on the show for me to share with you where I've seen every time I've seen Christ's hand on stuff mm-hmm. and, and make something happen that mm-hmm. seemed impossible. So that is a blessing to me. It also reinforces is what we're doing for these young men and women, and what they're doing is invaluable for our country. It is, and uh, we have to, uh, you know, we're going to start including them in, when we open in the, on a military show or whatever. And uh, like I said, I'd love to have recruits. I'd love to have Absolutely. some of your students come in with you and... Uh, just let them talk about why. Absolutely. You know? Yes, and, absolutely. Uh, it's, they have a reason that, that, you know, when I was their age, back 18, I had a good reason to why not. But, uh, and that turned out to be a mistake as well. But 
uh, you know, it's just, it's so important for the community, everybody to know about the kids that are going in and you can't say, oh, well, kids today are rotten. All they want to do is burn down the cities. That's not true. That's, that's not true at all. You have a bunch of wonderful kids that, uh, and, you know, I get the other side of the story as well. And these kids that have decided to join, they're heads above, hands above their peers that our school system, in my opinion, and this is the opinion of the radio station, is letting our kids down today, particularly in some of the classes that they teach, uh, their kids that are graduating that can't read, their kids that are graduating that don't know what the stripes are on the flag or what the stars represent or anything else. And this is, this is a shame. And yet these kids that have decided to join the military, they pulled away from their peers and said, I know and I'm going to do it and I'm going to serve my country. And I think that's, you know, just incredible. And I wish we could get to the teachers that were, that they taught, you know, social studies and uh, they taught American history like we used to get and, uh, you know, and supported you all more. And I'm afraid some of the teachers don't support you like they should. They look down on the military, which is, they should look up to the military, not down. But anyway, uh, Tech Sergeant, have I, have we missed anything? No, we did a, a really, really good job. Um, as Mr. Pristel would say, we encourage all influencers to get involved actively with your uh, children, your uh, individual that is special to you that may be thinking about the service. We both are here to educate you so you don't have to have this persona that um, you don't know enough or maybe shine away from your uh, individual want to serve. Um, that purpose, the stability. There's so many benefits that come with serving, and there's so many individuals that are out here like ourselves that are willing to educate. So please don't hesitate to uh, reach out to Mr. Pristel. He is a wealth of knowledge. When I say he is a wealth of knowledge, he is a very, he's a, a just a very strategic, well-planned individual that can help your young person or individual in your life get to where they need to go. So we thank you for having us, and I look forward to speaking to many um, out there who are thinking about serving. Well, it, it's been my pleasure, and I want, I, I think, I hope Ed knows, and uh, if he doesn't, I'll reinforce this, and in the same way to you, uh, Tech Sergeant, that, um, by the way, what is a Tech Sergeant? Uh, E6, sir. E6. Yes, sir. Okay. And that's command level. Uh, NCO level, sir. NCO level. Yes, sir. Right. NCO is a non-commissioned officer, so that's at that point an E6 is in a command position. <laughs> you have, you have troops under you. Yes, sir. Good. And uh, I'm sure they're very proud of their, uh, they are. Yes, sir. Uh, but I want want you to know, and, and Ed, you know, 
my door is always open to you. Anytime you need something, and like I, like you and I talked, uh, if we can get some uh, Air Force recruiting uh, spots, we'll be glad to play them. And uh, you know, I I never anticipated that my son would go in and become a lifer, but obviously that's the direction he's going and uh, I'm proud of him and uh, he's made a he's made a good career of it and he's making a he's a dynamite father and husband and has had the opportunity because of the Air Force that he and his wife have seen been around the world several times and uh, he's been I liked it when he was stationed in Hawaii and um, <laughs> used to go over there a couple of times but uh, no it, it's you know I don't know and I'm not throwing rocks at Air Force or Army or anything else but there's just so much opportunity so many advantages mm-hmm. and if I can say one thing to recruits you get in you stay in and what you get out of it's more than you know, yes, the military will ask of you, but at the same token, you get so much more out of it than the military will ever ask. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah, you, you mentioned something that struck. When I had uh, Major General Cardin as the speaker, you know, I had all the enlisted sitting in the audience, and I said, when I checked his resume, it's a very, very impressive resume. But what struck me most, he was OCS. Mm-hmm. Years ago, he was a private, just like you, sitting in the seat. Now he's a major general. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had our speak, our chaplain, who was not able to make it that day. You know, was was Army, Navy, Marines. He's now a chaplain. He's also an actor. You know, so you hit, the world is open to you when you go in. It is a life path. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, the life path may include four or include thirty years in the military. But it's a life path that follows you, that takes you into the future. Well, as I mentioned early on in the show, too, by the way, I was a sergeant. E6. Okay. Or E5, I'm sorry. I was trying to promote myself. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you know, the, the opportunities after you're out, what the military can do to your resume is just incredible. Uh, an HR will look at it and say, oh, you served six years. Oh, you served and you were this rank. And they know that you can take orders. They know that you can give orders. They know that you can work in a group. And they will take, an HR will take a person with military training over the person that was never in the military. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think this holds true from coast to coast, and uh, and that's the way it should be. So, uh, let's see. We've got a few minutes left. Is there anything that we need to uh, cover that we might have missed? Ed, you're always good for something. I am, and I just had a thought. I'm so old I lost it. Now i got to track it back again. Oh, you know, it had to do with, you know, once you're out of the service, the military career. The, mili- the, c- the civilian workforce is dying to hire the military. Mm-hmm. You know, to expound on what you said, they know they have a, a young man and woman who understands there is a mission. You know, they will gather their people together. 
they will accomplish mission, and there's no mm-hmm. excuse for failure. They understand that. Uh, the, there is a program called the PAYS program where large corporations or corporations commit to the recruiters or the, the military that when that young man or woman gets out of the military, they're guaranteed to have a job interview with them. Yes. You know, that's, that's how des- – not desperate – that's how much they value, you know, those young men and women getting out of the military. Mm-hmm. And well, I just can't say enough about it. And we're we're going to one, we're going to have you all back again uh, if you'll come back. Uh, we, Absolutely, was my recruits with me? <laughs> did uh, did Brett's, Brett didn't scare you off or anything? Absolutely not. Oh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, we'd love to have you back and uh, keep track of it. Uh, what are the, and I don't mean to embarrass you or anything like this, but what are the Air Force numbers on recruiting? Um, I can't give you specific numbers because I would like to be precise as possible as I know individuals uh, are more analytical and want to make sure that I'm guiding them. But I can say that the Air Force does carry amongst the highest retention rate. We do um, have our our um, we, we're having a crisis like many branches of service are having. However, the Air Force has definitely and are striving continue to target marketing, um, be in our schools. So that alone, although I can't provide precise uh, analytical numbers, just let you know we're strong in our marketing force to make sure we're recruiting the best of the best. And with you out there, I'm sure it's doing that much better. <laughs> and, uh, Thank you. Like I said, we're going to have you back, and uh, Ed was certainly going to keep track of what you're doing and want you to come back and be with us at any time and uh, and I think the next time we'll bring some some of your uh, recruits some Absolutely. of the folks that have gone through your program and I greatly appreciate you having us on yes. and sharing with the audience you know the, these are these are the people that make America great and will keep America great well as we tell everybody you know all of our programs are archived so the folks that miss us as we were doing it live today, can go back into our archives and look it up and play it at any time. And you all are certainly welcome to put it on your websites. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, any any way that we can help. Uh, and I'll, gosh, I hate to say this. I'll, you're not carrying any weapons on you. No. <laughs> but, you know, the the Army and Navy and Marines are welcome, too, and they're recruits, recruiters, yeah. and uh, we'd love to talk to them. And, in fact, if you could get your competition, I'd love to have all four of you, and then Army, Navy, and uh, and even the uh, Coast Guard. Coast Guard. Yeah. yeah. Have, have all of you in and let them fight it out. Well, there's, all, there's also the Merchant Marines, and we have our newest branch, you know, Space Command. Space, space, space Command. Command. Mm-hmm. So in the military, there's anything these young men and women Absolutely. want to do, they can do it. And did they? Did the Space Command steal your old song, Up, up and Away? Uh, no, we actually are very uh, friendly with each other, sir. We're, oh. we're one, big, uh, one big family. Okay. <laughs> well, and you mentioned before, you know, we are separate branches. You know, each branch has a mission that establishes the nature of that branch, but we all work together for one. You know, I say the Army and the Marines are really focused around the people, the person. You know, the Navy is the ship, the Air Force is the planes. Uh, so, and that establishes the nature of the service. And so what I challenge each of the people I talk to 
is find out what your nature is and find that service that suits your nature. But as you know, during Vietnam, it didn't matter which branch, if you heard that dust off coming to get you, <laughs> you know what you had going. And uh, no, no one was turned around from a mass unit either, so... Uh, yeah, no matter if you'd been flying and shot down or whatever the case was, uh, it, it just, our military is something so special that the world, they've never figured it out. And, uh, no other country has ever done, in my opinion, what the United States has done. With that being said, we've got about uh, two minutes to go, and then uh, we're going to, or about a minute to go, and we're going to get out of here and get ready for our next show. But um, please, anytime you need something, uh, you need us to announce something, or you all have a, a need to come back, you're always welcome. And uh, Tech Sergeant, I'd like to be able to help you with your recruiting. And, Thank you. We're gonna we're gonna work on getting some uh, Air Force spots and uh, sounds good. I don't think we'll have my son sing or anything, but uh, <laughs> maybe we'll have my grandson sing. Okay, you know, he's a year and a half. He can, he can carry a tune in a bucket <laughs> or sand, but um, you know he's he's having a blessed life too because his father's in the military and in the Air Force and. Uh, he, uh, it was quite a deal. My son was just deployed, or was deployed and is, is just back now. And uh, the difference in he watched his son grow up for seven months via uh, technology, you know. And uh, I just, I think it's fascinating. And yeah, that's the other thing. People don't, they think that you join the military and you get a divorce from your family, but they do everything they can to keep the family in contact with each other until your deployment's over. And uh, they do a marvelous job of it. Yeah, in fact, when I got out of the military after 21 years, you know, I missed that military family. Yes. You move into civilian community, you don't have people knocking on your door welcoming you. You know, bring you food and say, how can we help? You know, everybody has their own life. Mm -hmm. You had to basically find that military family again, mm -hmm. which I was able to do. Like in the, the company I was working for, I found those four or five people that we had like minds and we were the family. Yes. So it's just an incredible military family and you'll miss it when you leave it. Absolutely. You'll miss it when you leave it. Absolutely. Thank you all for coming Thank in. Thank you. Tech Sergeant, you know where I am now, so yes, you sir. can call and come over anytime you want to. And uh, if, if need be, if we can't get the uh, formal recruiting spots, you can come in and cut one for yourself, you know? Yes, sir. And uh, I appreciate it. We appreciate and you. Always good to see you. Thank you so Thank much you. for having us. Thank you for what both of you are doing. Thank you. Our honor. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.